Hello and welcome to the footballweather.com podcast. A short pod for you this week, looking over the Czech and Scottish football highlights from the recent weekend. Enjoy the pod. So what happened in the Czech Republic over the weekend? Well, there was a big win for Victoria Pilsen against Carvina. Horava scored a double in a 2-0 win. It was Pilsen back to their dominant best with uh, a really good performance, a lot of possession, a lot of shots on goal. Carvina, um, who had been struggling um, near the bottom of the league, didn't really stand a chance against uh, what was a, a dominant and professional Pilsen side. Back on form after you know, quite a significant sticky spell by, by their standards this season. That victory from Pilsen, combined with Slavia's 0-0 draw against Slovakia, um, which was a, a dominant performance by Slavia. A lot of possession, a lot of ter- territory, um, a lot of chances on goal as well. But that 0-0 result um, puts them nine points behind Pilsen and sets up a, a mouth-watering tie this weekend where Pilsen can go to Slavia um, at the Eden Arena and wrap up what would ultimately be a well-deserved title uh, for the Red and Blues there. So a mouth-watering tie at the weekend coming up at the top of the league where um, I think Pilsen would be would be favourites to wrap up the title re- uh, sooner rather than later. Prague's other big side, Sparta, um, demonstrated yet more inconsistencies. They were beaten 3-2 by Lolio Strava um, at the weekend with a, a winner scored by Milan Barros, who listeners in the UK may remember from his time at Liverpool. Um, as well as the, the Czech national team. With Strava doing their survival chances no harm at all, moving up uh, to 25 points and really within touching distance of a, a number of mid-table teams there with, with that victory. But Sparta, well, it just goes from bad to worse from them and they'll be hoping that uh, they can just get to the end of the season, limping to the end of the season and can regroup over the summer. It's, it's not been a good season at all. Um, for uh, for Sparta, uh, very disappointing by their standards. Also at the bottom, uh, we've got Burnley languished, uh, languishing at the bottom on 20 points. They were beaten by Dukla at the weekend uh, in what was a, a relegation six-pointer. Dukla up to 29 points, which is within touch and distance of mid-table. Burnley, though, is looking very, very ominous for, um, for the side there. And uh, yeah. I think relegation is uh, is going to come sooner, sooner rather than later uh, for those guys. Jilava and Bolsov uh, played against each other. Now this was again was a game of a, a few teams, a couple of teams, sorry, struggling at the bottom. And now no draw did did neither side any favour there. So what, how does this leave the table? Well, as I said, Pilsen on fifty nine um, can wrap up the title uh, away to Slavia, who are on fifty. Underneath that, you have Olmich on forty eight. Jablonec on 44, Sparta 43, Liberec 42, Bohemians on 36. A good season from the the green-white from Vidrovice region of Prague. Tavlici on 33. Before then you go down to Zolin on 29. A good season by Zolin. Uh, they've had European football as well to contend with. Um, so a busy season for what is a, a small side. 29 points should potentially see them safe though. Duke also on 29. Well... A poorly supported team, Duclois, um, but you know they've, they've probably retained their, their first league status for another year. 
Underneath that, though, Slovakia on 28, Boleslav 27, Karvina 26, Jolava 26, Ostrava 25 and Brno 20. So the relegation candidates are going to come from those bottom few teams. It will be exciting over the next few weeks to see who, who does go down as well. Um, I would highly recommend people try and tune in, if you can, to the Pils and Slava game this weekend. Um, it's going to be exciting. Um, you know, a, a remaining title race within Europe. It's a, a rarity. Um, so yeah, tune in and enjoy your football. And now to Scotland, where Celtic wrapped up the title, thumping their arch-rivals Rangers 5-0 at the weekend. No surprise that Celtic wrapped up the title. A little bit surprising it's taken them this long until the fourth-last game of the season. It's been wrapped up earlier than that in previous years, but that's perhaps testament to the increased competition that Celtic have faced. They've suffered a few defeats this season, not least against Hibs a few weeks ago, which put Hibs firmly in the race for second place alongside Aberdeen and Rangers. As it stands, Aberdeen sit on 68 points, with Rangers and Hibs tied on 65. Aberdeen and Hibs play each other this weekend, with Aberdeen and Rangers playing next Tuesday. So a pivotal week in the race for second place amongst those sides, and it'll be very exciting to see what happens. Down at the bottom, we've got a, another tight battle. Um, Ross County sitting on 27 points, they lost to Hamilton the weekend, pushing Hamilton up to 33 points. Partick are sitting on 29, with Dundee also on 33. It's beginning to look a bit ominous for Ross County. They play Partick Thistle at the weekend, uh, Friday night in fact. A defeat for either side, or certainly Ross County, could see them go down. The gap, if they get beat, um, could prove too difficult to, to climb back from. Dundee v Hamilton is also another game that stands out at the weekend. Both teams tied in 33 points. A win there could realistically secure the Scottish Premiership status for either of those sides. So again, it's going to be very, very exciting. This season you know, has proven to be relatively exciting when it gets to this stage. As I said, we've got a three-way fight for second place and, at the moment at least, a four-way fight for um, or to avoid the automatic relegation and relegation playoff spots from the SP uh, from the Scottish Premiership down so very very exciting uh, and something to look out for this weekend in Scotland The footballweather.com was at the Aberdeen v Hearts game at the weekend to see Aberdeen beat Hearts 2-0. Aberdeen uh, had a very fluid performance, very attacking in the first half, uh, using their wingers, Gary Mackay, Stephen and Niall Ginn very well. Hearts were, were limited and set up very defensively in that first half. Hearts played with a back three, which included Darren Hughes and Christoph Berra, which on paper, and indeed when watching, didn't seem like the most mobile um, of back threes. and That of formation allowed Aberdeen to penetrate down the wings which is you know, a favourite tactic by Aberdeen um, and it paid off very much so Aberdeen won a corner early through some wing play where they got in behind the uh, the Hearts defence utilising the space in between the wing back and that third centre half um, to get down and while the cross was cut out the resultant corner 
uh, led to Aberdeen's goal. So a, a ball in, knocked down, and Anthony, Anthony O'Connor struck home from inside the six-yard box. This demonstrates some deficiencies with, with Hart's line-up. First of all, the... Um, the space in behind the the wing back and between the centre half, allowing Aberdeen's wingers in, but then also getting beat from you know a relatively straightforward corner, you know to the knockdown. So the the back three who were there presumably on par for their physicality didn't manage to do their job in that scenario. Aberdeen's second goal again came from a ball slipped in and behind the uh, the wing back and between the the wing back and centre half a lack of communication and a lack of awareness um, in picking up this kind of demonstrated that the players perhaps weren't overly comfortable playing in this formation Aberdeen were swarming over hearts in this in the first half playing through these wingers and at times there seemed to be an overload um, for Aberdeen, who were playing with with an orthodox back four, so that the fullbacks were able to push up and, and support against the the single uh, Hearts player on their respective side. So Aberdeen had a lot of territory, a lot of uh, a lot of impetus going forward. Into the second half, and uh, Aberdeen seemed to change formation, reverting to a back three after about an hour, and trying to you know pack the midfield and maybe match up with Hearts formation. This lost Aberdeen a degree of impetus and Hearts began to get a stronger foothold in the game, indeed creating a few chances, none of which ended up on target, but they were creating and you know, Aberdeen seemed to, to lose a lot of their, of their good form going forward by, by matching up. Um, you, know, you could argue that Aberdeen were simply matching up, being very, very professional and you know, settling for what they had, given that Hearts didn't really look to have much going forward. But also it was a bit concerning that you know the game seemed to be there for the taking and and certainly Hearts were weren't offering anything and you know were really struggling against Aberdeen in the first half with the, with their formation. So it was an interesting interesting tactical switch from Aberdeen to, to change to to that formation to match up. Hearts, however, well I think they need to get to the summer. Uh, top six finish probably represents as good as they they could do this season into the summer to, to reassess the team, give Craig Levine a chance to sign sign some players, same players who fit into a formation he wants to play. There will be a few square pegs and round holes for the Jambos last Friday and it and it really showed on the pitch with a kind of lack of fluidity and lack of real direction um on the team. In terms of what they need to go forward, well in an attacking sense, they seem to lack a bit of pace, a bit lack of invention going forward. They've got some good players, but no real penetration. Um, lots of nice touches, but there's, you know, for example, not a fast winger like Aberdeen have, or not a, a really creative midfielder who can pick locks um, behind for, for the strikers to run onto. All in though, it was a, you know, a decent Scottish Premiership game. Um, professional performance by Aberdeen and, and a 2 0 victory, which which establishes them in second place going into the weekend against the other Edinburgh side, Hibs, and then Rangers next Tuesday as well. Games to look out for, and uh, I'd encourage everyone to keep note of the scores. And that concludes this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Check out our website, thefootballweather.com, as well as our social media handles, so that is at footballweather on Twitter. 
Um, for more links uh, to, to many articles on, on football from Scotland, Czech Republic, across Europe, um, as well as guides on, on travelling to, to different countries and lots of other interesting bits and pieces as well. Hope you've enjoyed the pod and tune in next time for more blethering.